Hello everyone and welcome to D20 Dudes, the tabletop role-playing podcast where the die decides our topic. My name is Dylan. My name is Zach Johnson. <laughs> and he's a man who worked for someone named Steve Champion. And I was him paid in bananas. in bananas. I often had to eat my pay. <laughs> this week's episode is going to be turning your bananas into easy props for your campaign. How to go that extra mile. Step one, googly eyes. <laughs> Step two, hot glue. Step Sharpie three, mouth. bananas. <laughs> Step bananas. four, bananas. <laughs> Step five, bananas. Step six, more bananas. Step seven, an entire crate of bananas. Step eight, a car of bananas. Step nine, become a banana. Peel the banana. Peel the banana. Alright, so I want to start with one that I've done countless times countless countless times because it turns out awesome and it's super simple to do most people drink coffee it's a pretty common thing you know sometimes you don't finish a whole pot in the morning you got a whole bunch of cold leftover coffee but wait don't throw that coffee away kind sir because what you can do with just some standard blank printer paper nothing lined because that's a little too obvious but like some printer paper you know, write or print your message on it, what you're going to do with it, you know, whatever it needs to be. Then just soak it in the coffee, hit it with a hairdryer to dry it out, soak it in that coffee again, hit it with the hairdryer again to dry it out, maybe put a few random drips of that coffee on there, and you've got yourself parchment. It looks and feels exactly like parchment. And then if you want to go that extra mile, maybe you're getting a letter from the king, a missive from, you know, whoever your head person is, you can go to like Hobby Lobby or um, any kind of craft store and you'll find like wax sealing kits where you just get like a little wax that you're just, you just melt, you just melt with fire and you just seal it with a little bit of wax and you can get like stamps to have various different, you know, imprints, things on them like that. And you have your little wax sealed letter of orders that looks like it's made on parchment. It's really, really cool. It's really fast and easy and neat. And everyone should know this one. It's good stuff. It's very fancy. Very accomplished. Looks great. I did it two or three times. Just Ooh. within one campaign. Just like old letters. Yeah, absolutely. Like I like it. Now, one thing I like to talk about is improvised minis. I think having Media something channels. on the table for representation, people do really enjoy it. But, let's be honest... That market is a little bit uh, exorbitant at times. Yeah, they're expansive. They big money. They big ones. They big they, money. They money. They're very, very expensive. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe you have some interesting side hobbies like Warhammer. But then again, if you do, you're obviously not strapped for cash, really, are you? Uh, I guess. Or, because actually, you play yeah, Warhammer. Because you are. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, those minis translate fabulously well. Of course, you can always use, obviously, those, uh, these things that are already present. Um, I, in fact, have even used uh, old minis from uh, household board games. I don't know if I ever told you about the time we used sorry pieces, but that one was really fun. Uh, everybody picked a color, and off we went. Um, 
But I in uh, my little solo episode I did a couple of weeks back, I uh, mentioned using just like you know those dollar store green army men that you get ten thousand of them for fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so put a little paint on them. What do you do if you have something that's a little bit bigger than a player token, though? Because that gets a little more difficult. What do you do if you have to fight some massive catastrophe? Uh, literally an eldritch death beast. How are you going to put that on a board? Well, How do you... Again, like, there's tons of things. Honestly, the dollar store is probably going to be your best friend if you're looking for, like, cheap minis and crafts. Um, you work at a dollar store, Paul. Tell me Thanks, the kinds Philip. of things. <laughs> hey, I work at a gas station, so it's not like we're, you know, we're not, uh, we're no Bill Gates. But uh, tell me the kinds of things that you just kind of see on your shelves that would be really good for just making crafts. Just things that would be really good for D&D. Just some of the things that you see on a day-to-day basis. Uh, well, one thing that I happen to find particularly effective is a banana. See, <laughs> all you need to do is to peel out the banana <laughs> with a Sharpie or some simple rubber band decoration. <laughs> Put a tight rubber band seal Around the of the banana peel. Not the end you peeled from, but the end you peeled toward. And then wrap that out with the rubber band so you have a nice hard grit uh, piece separated. With a Sharpie, you can put all kinds of beautiful designs on the head of that peel. Uh, you can give it a face. You can give it uh, just an interesting pattern to belie something maybe more, more jelly-like. A little more aquatic jellyfish. Uh, then you take something simple like an X-Acto knife or a sharp kitchen knife, slowly peel out each of the uh, four peeled parts of the banana peel, or three parts, depending on how you do it, and separate them down into tentacles, and voila, you have achieved Eldritch Death Beast for 59 cents. That can then be eaten heartily by the party upon its execution. Indeed it can. <clears throat> um... Something I like um, about dollar stores is they've got, like, those cheap plastic toys that are just meant, like, here's a dollar, here's tons of dinosaurs for your kids to play with, here's a bunch of lions and giraffes and other animals, and those are things that you encounter in D&D. You know, there are games where you'll fight a T-Rex, there are games where you'll just be in the jungle and a lion ambushes you, you've got the perfect minis already, because you've got this little toy, and... Even if it's not exactly what you need, a lot of these things can be very easily modified to be what you like. Say, uh, what, what what are they called? Those panther, the displacer beasts, um, that are stealthy and teleport around. You know, maybe you find a little panther figure. Uh, take some black pipe cleaners and give it tentacles. Now it's a displacer beast. And you really Voila. can't you really can't argue with the sheer value of plastic animals that come in a nice big bag for a dollar or two. Those are always always convenient. Yeah, you know, if you've got the scratch to buy the fancy minis, that's cool, and they definitely do add like you know a really interesting element. But there's no need to break the bank. Like as long as people understand what's going on on that battlefield, those dollar store animals are going to do just fine. They really will. They really, really will. Now, one of my favorites is mode of transportation, because obviously you want to do a boat. So simple to get a basic pirate ship from your local store. But let's say you just don't have $10 to get something from your local store that's like a Creo, 
uh, pirate ship or something of that nature that could hold a mini. Well, there's actually something very simple you can do. Uh, now that you've made your interesting and aquatic death beast, use the banana previously <laughs> on <laughs> And with something as simple as dental floss, you can carve a very exact and fine shape of a simple Viking rowing boat, or you can peel another banana and connect them with popsicle sticks so they are like old water skimmers used by island-dwelling peoples. So now you have a perfect, perfect proportion for minis with a sea vessel that you can glide comfortably around on your tabletop. And no mess, because you get to eat it when you're done. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, something else that I've seen um, that I really think is cool for a little like mystic effect Um Do this in a well-ventilated area, probably. Oh, and also kind of a dark area. Don't do area. this, guys. It makes mustard gas. <laughs> nah, like, um, you can get uh, methanol. It's commonly uh, sold as... You can get as, that everywhere in Kentucky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's commonly sold as an engine additive, like a fuel additive called heat, H-E-E-T. But it's basically just pure methanol, which is just kind of, you know, a different form of alcohol that will kill you if you drink it. Don't drink it. But on its own, it just kind of burns like a pretty brightly, like kind of a neutral flame, you know, just yellowish. Um, but they're just like a few very common household things that you can just mix into that methanol. And it, it causes the fire to burn these very vibrant colors. Um, yeah, I probably should have brought up a list of this first. No, it's okay. Actually, one of my favorite, and this goes, I mean, you're talking about a, a little trick. That's, I don't know, five, ten thousand years old. Uh, classically, just throwing a good chunk of sugar in a fire will always give you the magical sparks that will delight and thrill your audience. Uh, and in fact, not only will it do that exact thing, but you can take a bowl of sugar and, with a fine knife, scrape off the inner wax of your banana peel, as previously mentioned earlier, roll them together in a bowl, and now that you've created <laughs> perfect mush, uh, the potassium uh, that is rich in that little lining, mixed with the sugar and just a dash of salt so that they can separate accordingly, will make a powerful, colorful pop in any flame or heat source. Actually, um, potassium chloride, which is a salt substitute that I believe you can actually just make with, you know, a banana and a little bit of salt. Um, That's we'll dumb. Mustard has more potassium. Purple fire. <laughs> <laughs> which is invisible if you're an orc. Or like uh, borax, the uh, the laundry detergent. If you mix that in, you get like his... I, I swear to God, I saw Danny DeVito's Lorax when you said that. <laughs> oh, Lorax. yes, Lorax. <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> That'll make the fire burn green. And the green one actually looks really cool. Oh. Oh, boy. Um, and again, I would recommend, like, it's not explicitly, like, toxic. You're not making a whole bunch of 
fumes and stuff, but uh, just to be on the safe side, you probably want to do that in a pretty well ventilated area. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you know, I, I don't I don't want to give advice that's going to kill my listeners with carbon monoxide poisoning. Eh, that would be a bad time for me, I think. One of my uh, personal favorites, and I, I mentioned this the other week when I did a prop episode, um, was the, as you, as you mentioned, those letters, which are delightful. I'm always a big fan of those. Uh, you can roll your parchment. You can seal it with a soft ribbon for that extra flare. But if you really want to go the full mileage, you can actually uh, press wax. And pressing wax seems so ridiculously fanciful. How could I ever? And actually, it'd probably set you back five bucks. Maybe. Maybe five bucks. Maybe not even that. Uh, Classic stamp, thick, hardy uh, emblem, often with a single iconic letter in it, in its, uh, you know, in its, uh, all its beautiful, like, laurels and all that stuff. Buck fifty two dollars. You can find these at most men. I mean, really, any major uh, art or craft shop. Um, Hobby Lobby, of course, for us in our local area. Um, but I'm sure at any at any major craft shop, you'll find something similar. Wax blocks of a variety of colors. Are you talking about uh, sealing the letters? Yeah, the thing I already talked about. But you didn't mention one very important thing. The wax is great, and you can press it in really well, but you cannot guarantee the consistency of sheep wax, which is why you use some of that banana peel lining (laughs) (laughs) and scrape it gently into the wax that you just melted, quickly tumble it about with a toothpick, and then pour it out. And then press. Uh, I actually have a little uh, Assassin's Creed signet ring that I like to use. I don't like Assassin's Creed anymore, but I like that ring. Works pretty well. Makes a nice little indentation in the wax. Don't use soy wax. I've been seeing like you know. I'll, it's don't be a easy. soy boy. Yeah, don't beta be a soy cuck. Boy. Uh, <laughs> um, like you. It's a pretty tempting thought to want to use, like, candle wax if you've got just a candle laying around. And for the most part, like, if it's a paraffin wax or, like, beeswax, that'll work fine. But you really want to make sure... If it's a soy wax, it doesn't really um, kind of harden in the kind of the soft, waxy way that, like, a paraffin wax or a beeswax will. It kind of turns into, like, a hard, brittle thing, and it, it will not take the shape of whatever you're trying to press into it. So don't use soy wax. I learned this the hard way. You learn everything the hard way. I do. I suck. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I will say this, though. Uh, one of my favorite things, um, because let's say you have some basic tools around your house, but maybe they don't really have the appearance that you want them to have for the moment at hand. Like, let's say, oh, I want to have the fanciful dinner, but my dollar store silverware just looks like generic silverware. I'm really having trouble connecting to that mood of elegance, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, tablecloths are disposable quick and fairly affordable, uh, but let's say you really want to get your dirty old silverware. Yeah, you wash it, but it's just been stained with time. 
uh, or you've got leather boots that are very fancy that you like to wear to these events when you get dressed up with your character, or you have like an actual leather vest that maybe you crafted yourself, or things like that. Do you have these things that you want to get cleaned up for the occasion? Uh, this is actually a... Uh, it, it does sound like a bit of a lark, but as a man who has had the same pair of leather boots for nearly a decade and plans on having them for at least another decade, and who also loves his silverware, uh, may I recommend that, as it happens, the inner lining of a banana peel, (laughs) (laughs) after you've removed the stringy material for your wax or for your sugar fire, um, it actually has an amazing chemical composition that will leave a beautiful polish on these exact things. It removes filth, it buffs, it's gorgeous, it's basically free, it's 59 cents at your local Kroger. And it's not only that, but you can compost it afterwards. I mean, really, there's no reason not to use a banana. Put to use all those bananas you're being paid in. Put Don't let them taste. go to waste. Don't ever waste those bananas. Don't waste those bananas. Drill your barrels, friends. Put um, them in a water pot. You've got a soup going. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that screamed baby cakes to me. Just put them in a water pot. you got a nice banana chowder going. Something else. Um, things that are dirt cheap that you can make all kinds of things out of. Popsicle sticks. With or sans popsicle, your choice. Uh, foam. Just like craft or insulation foam. In fact, if you go to like a Lowe's or a Home Depot, you can get just like giant boards of insulation foam. And cosplayers use that stuff all the time to make just props and things. You could, you know, get like an X-Acto knife, cut a whole bunch of them into squares to make little bricks for a castle, um, and just kind of glue them together, you know... Maybe hit it with the layer of, well, I can't say spray paint. That'll eat the foam. But, um, you know, maybe put some newspaper over them and then, then spray paint them. And you got just like bricks. You got bricks that you can use to build a little castle for your minis, your little green army men to walk around in. Um, you can get like five-minute epoxies for fairly cheap that you can then put in a mold and they'll dry into a clear resin. And or like maybe add in a little bit of like blue food dye and, you know, put it down in like a little trough and you've got like a little water feature. Things like that are super, super quick, super easy to make. Like, in fact, um, foam sealant, like that stuff that, you you know, you shake the can and you turn it upside down and just like a whole big mess of foam comes out. Um, there are tons and tons of YouTube tutorials I've watched on this and it, it comes out looking so good. Because what you do is you just spray a big mess of that onto whatever work surface you're going to like something with like, you know, wax paper or something down because it will bind to whatever you're putting it on. But um, just spray a whole bunch of it and then take like a like a craft knife, like an exacto knife or like one of those big kind of like box cutter knives and just cut it into a bunch of rough but like. Fair. Steep angles. Fair. Like just angles. Just various different hard angles. Don't want to curve it too much. Just a bunch of hard angles. And then 
you can get spray paints that are like stone texture and stuff. So like give it a layer of gray to prime it, then give it a layer of that stone texture. And you know, you'll cut little divots into it every now and to make little craggy features and you've got yourself a mountain in no time. You can even take like uh like again, like at the dollar store, you may find like those little trees, you know, put a few on there. And you've got yourself a nice little like prop that kind of is um, indicative of the mountain your group is currently climbing and the kind of challenge they must face. And if you don't even have that, just use a banana peel. <laughs> you just carve it up some bananas. so well, yeah. Put a, put a just a nice big pile of banana slices, arrange them in a craggy-like formation because they are obviously not all cut in even sections as a banana changes size, obviously. So... You can just sort of rearrange them into a nice, generous structure, uh, spray paint them gray, and boom, you've got yourself a banana mountain. Look at that. <laughs> you got yourself a banana mountain. Now, that being said, though, uh, something very simple that I think can often be overlooked is what? what's the room? What's the setting that you're in? Uh, you're in a giant castle. Well, no matter how hard you try to reinforce the idea, it's kind of hard to really reinforce castle. Make your buddy's kitchen seem like a castle. But, something you can always do for practically nothing, just get some poster board. Get some sharpies, some markers, some spray paint, however you want to do it. Be a little glitter to hit the effect really to home. Make those beautiful brick walls that a castle would have and just sticky tack them. Doesn't even have to be a full wall covering, obviously not something so extreme, but just a couple of boards here and there across the back wall. Those little subtle things that the eye will catch can really reinforce the mood and make it seem so much more genuine and special. You know, um, you can just put out that simple candelabra or uh, just electric candles right there on the table, or you can do classic candles as long as you have something to catch them. Um, you can do uh, just simple things. I want to. I want to say no. There's. I had another lighting fixture I wanted to bring up, but unfortunately, uh, I went to Hobby Lobby recently. I mean, it was not as like, even uh, if you don't have like an been. actual candle, just like you know, the stem of a banana. It actually the oils will burn really well. You just That's stick that not in a nice. True. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about when he talks about bananas. <laughs> He has no idea. <laughs> um, you have really, one like, shot, one opportunity really... <laughs> to achieve banana greatness. <laughs> if you had one shot to achieve one, banana greatness. <laughs> one banana-opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, like, the... The usefulness and versatility of things like poster board and cardboard and, and just bananas. simple foam and bananas cannot be overstated. Like, for somebody who's really just trying to get into this hobby on a budget, like, you can make props for dirt cheap. Cardboard's everywhere. Like, like go to any gas station, any Walmart. Like, we, when I worked at Walmart, we'd have people come in all the time. We used to have just, like, a big, you know, cardboard baler that would just mash all the boxes down. Um, and we'd have people come in and be like, hey, I'm moving. Can I get some cardboard boxes? I'm just like, yeah, and we'll pull out some cardboard boxes and give them to them. And it just for nothing. You don't even have to pay for it. You can literally just go to any Walmart and be like, hey, 
I'm moving. Can I have some cardboard boxes? They'll probably just hand you a whole bunch because they're just going to throw them away anyway. In cardboard, you can cut it to different shapes. You can paint it. Uh, it's pretty strong as long as you're not beating it up too bad. Like You can do all kinds of stuff with cardboard. Now, I know at home the idea is, oh, but that's going to look lame. Oh, but these things will look silly. Oh, but I really want to do the deluxe options. I cannot reinforce enough. No matter how silly you might seem to think it will come across, never be afraid to just put them out there because every yeah. little inch of contribution has so much more value than you may expect. And that's yeah, all you're really looking look for. It's just a chance to reinforce that great feeling of being Even if with it does friends. look silly, like even if it like is kind of cartoony and childish, like I even if it you. is an actual banana. If Even for if some it's reason just you actually use the banana thing, you'll still have a great time with that banana. You will. And I'm going to tell you, it's because your players are going to appreciate it. Even if it does look silly, like they're going to come in and they're going to see all this effort you put in and they're going to love it. I guarantee you. Because you're bringing that energy to the table and it's going to rub off on them. They're going to get into it. They are. I mean, how can you not be energized when you have a table full of bananas? I mean, that's like, and even if you're not energized, just have a banana. You'll feel better. Well, that was, yeah, I probably should have connected that better. That's what I had originally intended. <laughs> I I have missed my banana opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's all kinds of, like, just easy stuff. Like, you can make, like a like, a mask out of some paper plates. And... As long as it covers enough of your face, you know, you've got your masked villain that's somebody who nobody knows what it is or who it is. I might make fun of you for wearing a paper plate, but at the same time, I mean, it's like, specifically I because it it's shame. Dylan doing it, and they should be noted <laughs> that I'll make fun of Dylan no matter what he does. Yeah, well, he will. Yeah, that's true. If I, I can't record your wedding because I'll be making fun of you all in the footage the entire time. <laughs> it will be unbearable for your future generations. <laughs> Look it, at that Dylan marrying his beautiful wife. Gay. Oh, <laughs> sucker. And I've even, I've seen videos where people, okay, you know what? what's an invaluable resource for building like props and um, like environments for D&D campaigns and such? Pringles cans. Whoa. You need a tower? Pringles can. You need a tunnel? Pringles can. You need you something need to roll your to dice in? <laughs> Pringles can. You need um, four towers for a castle wall? Four Pringles cans. Or one fring Pringles one Pringles can cut into fours. Four Pringles. And don't forget to try new Pringles Waves. Sharp cheddar flavor. I thought they were mesquite. That too. Ooh. Good stuff, actually. And, and like if you play something like 40k and you spent all your money on 40k already so you don't have enough money for any D&D minis, you can, you can bring them in. Like, a lot of those factions actually translate pretty well. Like, uh, you know... You need some elves, put down some Eldar. You need some dark elves, put down some Drakari. You need, you need um, some Tau, go flush your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you 
uh, you need a uh, a berserker. Use your superpower genetically engineered space warrior with who rides on a wolf. Because reasons. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, basically, just look at anything. Look at packaging. Um, think of ways that you can recycle stuff that you've got. And you'll be able to make all kinds of props and environment stuff. Like, it, it'll it'll take no time once you get into it. Because once you put yourself in that mindset, you're going to be seeing all kinds of things that can be made out of just everyday household stuff. You don't need special materials to make decent props. You don't need to go spend $2,000 to have a nice fake sword for a little cosplay thing. Like as long as you're putting in the effort and you're really getting into what you're doing, it's going to be that much more special whenever game time comes around. Like, and like Paul mentioned, like even just some candles, like you can get candles for dirt cheap. Paraffin wax costs nothing. So you could just buy, you know, a couple cheap little candle holders, get some nice candles, dim the lights and, you know, have yourself a little, a little powwow, a little nice dramatic chat with by the candlelight with the local lord who wants you to save his missing daughter, but seems to be suspect himself in that you notice he doesn't seem to be all that distraught about his daughter and seems to always be glancing at the wardrobe in the corner as if afraid of something. Also, his royal food taster refuses to eat the bananas. Always make sure to test the bananas. You want to make sure that the geneticist hasn't injected them with LSD. Oh, God. Oh, Space Station 13. <laughs> we need to have an episode about that one day just for the we sake of it. You know, Roleplaying I actually, Space Station 13 is wild. I actually feel like Space Station 13 would be a really good topic for the show. Because it is just, it's role-playing. It's really hardcore role-playing. Um... So what we get, we're coming up on like what thirty minutes or more at this point. I think we're good. Right. Anything else you want to add, Paul? Uh, one last thing. Uh, if you ever really want to make something effective, but you really don't have the budget, when your friend takes damage, just stab him <laughs> with the banana. No. With a knife, and then seal it with the membrane of a banana. <laughs> yeah, in a pinch, if you've got no band aids, a banana peel will do. He can only get healthier. <laughs> That's true, unless he dies from banana infection. I'm afraid you have bananas, <laughs> sir. I'm afraid you've gone bananas. <laughs> God, it's really funny. <laughs> Do I mean he has jaundice? He's gone bananas. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna leave you off with just one little, um, one more little kind of inspirational instructable here. Um, say you've gone to the Home Depot and you got like just tons of boards of this foam to carve up. Good on you. Maybe layer it up like one or two layers. Um. You know, just some glue to make it a little bit thicker because that stuff's really thin. Yeah, you can get it kind of thicker, but then that makes it harder to carve. But then, you know, 
carve it into some jagged edges, maybe some smoother ones. Make it kind of the hilly, moundy kind of area. Get some of your popsicle sticks and take some scissors to make some kind of sharp, jagged points out of them. And then jab the non-pointed end into the foam. Just keep them real close to each other. Maybe crisscross a few of them. And you've got yourself a nice little bandit encampment with, you know, a spiky wooden perimeter fence. You know, you maybe get some little pieces of cardboard and make some little tents in there. It'll look good. It'll look good and your players will be invested because they've got something to look at that represents where they're at. The bandit camp. Bandit camp. Bandit camp. Bandit camp. Bandit camp. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we're going to roll that die. Let's see what next week's topic is going to be. Number 12. What makes a compelling character? We're getting to the core of some role-playing here. This is going to be fun. Okay. Alright. What makes a compelling character? A lot of things make a compelling character. Don't make it Sephiroth. For the love of God. (laughs) Okay. Um, We have a Twitter. At D20Dudes. Making a Facebook today. Find us on Facebook, D20Dudes. Uh, hit us up, questions, comments, you know, rude remarks. Uh, telling me that I'm stupid because I work in a gas station and I'm trying to give you advice. Uh, you know, hit us I up. I came here to laugh, and now I have to cry. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to Love You. Great. Thank you again. And also thank you. We haven't had a banana today.